I'm not saying they're bad. They're just like thoroughly mediocre. mute anymore <laughs> i know <laughs> oh i did it on purpose motherfucker ladies and gentlemen welcome to the film find the greatest movie podcast ever assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before i, I know you've forgotten who we are but my name's adam porches and that there's matt smith i'm matt smith we're the tumbling dice motherfucker you got that right bitches uh so first of all we've got to say thank you guys for being patient uh we haven't had a show in a little bit Matt's been busy. I've been not busy, but Dudes, I've been getting my ass kicked. He been he you've been doing schedule some... wise. I am fucked up right now. Like, uh, and God I lost my coffee. yeah exactly. And I lost my job, so I got nothing but time. So I have we have so much stuff to talk about. So we're gonna we're gonna fill in some gaps. We're not gonna fill uh-huh. in everything because well we didn't watch everything. Uh, as... Well, except we watched more than stuff that came out theatrically. So we're going to have yeah. some special goodies coming down the pipeline. We got some throughout stuff... the next couple of weeks. Exactly. We got stuff we're going to talk about here in the regular what you've been watching segment. Then we're going to have uh, some other shit. We're going to have a whole we'll, we'll talk about at the end of the show. I'm going to tease that shit. I'm going to tease yeah. it real good. I know what we got. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we're going to do all that kind of stuff, man, but we got We're actually just going to analyze the debate for an hour. Yeah, the uh, presidential debate. Because for it's an important. Hour. <laughs> Listen, I already listened to a podcast that deconstructs media. They do two shows a week. They're on average three hours. So I, 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 I listen to enough. I, that's why I was like, and okay. So I, I got well, plenty. That's of depressing. Stuff. We're not doing that shit. Don't Fuck worry. no. Jesus. That's one of the few things I didn't watch this week. Thank God. And because. <laughs> we, well, what's we, the fucking point at this point? Exactly. And like when the, uh, when the last debate was going and everything, I was like, I've never been so happy to be recording a podcast while this shit was going on. <laughs> Oh, because I was just sitting there. I'm like, oh, man, we are just sitting here talking about Luke Cage and not about fucking uh, and not looking at everyone's response about how we're all going to die no matter who gets elected. So I'm all good. (laughs) Much, much better. And this is going to be much better than all of that. This much I can guarantee you, folks. Uh, So on today's show, first of all, like I said, we got a lot of stuff. We're going to catch you guys up on everything. So uh, we're going to be uh, filling in some blanks here. We're going to talk about Magnificent Seven, the remake of the remakes. Can we stop with remakes? We'll see if we needed to stop with this remake or not. Uh, well, this is a remake of a remake of a remake of a TV show of a remake. Exactly. It's yeah. Inception. <laughs> this is this is a remade remake. Exactly. Uh, of a very long series. <laughs> It all goes together. We'll be talking about Magnificent Seven. We're also going to be talking about the new comedy from uh, Zach Galifianakis. I like how some people still can't say Galifianakis. It's like, the guy's been on the scene for some time now. If you can't fucking say that guy's name, I mean, we're we're, we're getting to it's, a point where it's, I mean, yeah. like some names, 
you know, we're getting it. You know, Titwell Edgio Four. I mean, everyone like everyone almost their tongue almost fell out of their mouth when this guy became you know the big prominent actor that he is today. But we've all started to get that. Uh, what's the other cat's name? The the guy who played uh, uh, David Ayelowo. David Oyelowo. See, that's still tough. He's gonna get it. Yeah. Don't don't worry, Dave, because he's he's starting to he's get, in, get there. He's starting to get into some more stuff. You know, so he's gonna be he's gonna become in the lexicon a little bit more. Your time's coming, buddy. We're gonna get so, to the point. So we got this uh, Zach Galifianakis. Get Zach Galifianakis. Uh, Three fifths of the Ghostbusters cast. <laughs> exactly, uh, with masterminds uh, based upon true events. And uh, we're gonna wrap everything up with a new one from Tim Burton called Miss Peregrine's. What's the last part of the bit? Home for, for the mentally your children, retarded children, uh, peculiar then, children. Are we no. There are no homes for retarded children. <laughs> we just put them out in the streets like the good Lord intended. Uh, Actually, no. <laughs> that is what we do with uh, people in this country. Sometimes. <laughs> we sometimes no, do. Just literally. It's it's our mental health policy, our uh, uh, health care policy. We just throw them in the fucking gutter. You don't know what to do with them? I don't know what to do with them. Out to the streets with you. <laughs> you ever seen Oliver? This is the American Ooh. version, bitch. <laughs> get on board yes yeah. except with less supervision than they had in oliver actually the uh, the american version of oliver is uh, oliver and company sir oh is that right i don't even and and it's got it's got dogs and cats and it takes place in the main streets of new york and it's got original songs by billy joel oh it's shit a Disney movie. no with the fucking animated one Yes. God damn it. I love that movie when I was and, a kid. And you know it's american because it ignores how actually terrible everything is. A Billy Joel soundtrack was on point, though. Oh yeah, I'm not. Look, I'm not hating. I, I like love that. that. Well, and when you're a kid, you don't know no better. I like. I, I'm just like. Hey, right. My parents listen to Disney. oldies like a motherfucker. So like, I'm like, I love Billy Joel. So, and then you're gonna put some fun animation with He's it. He's got I'm that dead. street savoir faire, man. You got that damn straight. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna be uh, talking about all that stuff, and we got right. we got get this though, Matt. Yeah. You know, I, I think we need to go away more. I'm gonna be honest. With you. <laughs> Did people miss us? Is that a thing? We've we got since since we've been gone, uh, we've got we've gotten more we've gotten more fucking listener interaction than we've had in a long time when we leave for three weeks. We got we got a new review. We have a new iTunes review. And can, I, can I go into that one? You want to do it? Five star. Uh, what what were we calling it? Uh, uh, dick something or? Oh fuck me! It's been so long. God damn it! We're gonna have to come you up with something. You have to. You have name. to review us more. Like we have to uh, be able to read a review more than once every four, <laughs> five, six months to a year plus before so we can. Is, so this is from now, like uh, like a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, speeds speeds fifty one fifty on iTunes. Heck yeah. Uh, says fuck yeah. No, you didn't read the title. Greatest movie podcast ever? Question, Question mark. Mm. We'll just erase. I'm going to Greg Proops this and mark that little question mark. Yeah. Out. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Adam and Matt combine immense movie knowledge, great chemistry, high quality sound, and a plethora of F bombs. Fucking right. Uh, into one fantastic podcast. See, that's an F bomb too. Uh, <laughs> their unwavering determination to watch everything new, no matter how bad, sets them far above other podcasts. You can tell how much they enjoy the cinematic experience, and it comes through in every episode. The what you've been watching part of the show has has my own need to watch list packed with new things I would have never found on my own. Do yourself a favor and give it a listen. Also, Adam, your great intro and ending music choices are on point, son. Thank you. Keep it up. That's one of the things that I don't think like 
like that's one of the big things with this show that I, I just I'm like these are just what my musical tastes are. Like I, I, I have a wide variety of shit I like to listen to. Everything from like really old stuff to new stuff to just you fucking name it. I, I, I like listening to it. And so that's just my that's my little uh view into Adam's brain for the music that he likes listening to. So also the only part of the show you put any time or effort into doing. That's true. Outside of that, <laughs> you can fucking forget about it, son. I don't even care. I just go like I keep you be on what look, yeah, you wouldn't be, but uh like sometimes I am like like we'll be kind of rounding the home stretch for everything and I'm just like, Oh shit, I gotta get a song. Because uh, <laughs> we do the whole show live, which I always tell this to people who are uh kind of wanting to start podcasting everything. If at all possible, fucking just record your shit live. Do not like I, I got some friends who do podcasts and God bless them. They go through and like it's tough to do what they do live, but they've got to like edit stuff and like go back and forth. I'm like, I can't fucking do that. Like I edit like two things onto the show. I pick some funny clip that we had, you know, where somebody, we, either one of us says something silly or stupid. I plop that on the front. Then we put the other thing in there and that's it. That's all the editing that I do. No, nothing else is cut out. If we fuck up, we fuck up and that's it. But that's also, I think what makes, you know, podcasts good is like when you just, and honestly, and again, this is, these are all tips for new podcasters. It just makes you better. You have to get better, faster, quicker. Because I, I hate when people just go like, well, I got to take out all the ums and the uhs and the ahs and the spaces. It's just like, you oh, know you what gotta, you need to do? You need to get fucking better. And you know the yeah, only gotta, way to get better? You got to treat it like, uh, like, we, like radio. Yeah. You got to just fucking talk. Just, just go fucking put it. it in there. And if you and like, and here's the thing. You're going to say some stupid shit. There's going to yeah. be some uhs and some mm's you'll, and whatever. But here's Careful. the thing. You'll listen back to it and you'll, and you'll go, fuck, oh, I got to fix that. And you know how you'll fix it? Doing a better job next time. And it's just yeah. you just want to get better and better. So uh, like that's that's my tip to people because I, I do have people at, from time to time ask me. It's just like, well, how do you do the podcast? Do you edit? Do you do? I'm like, fuck no, dude. That's way too much work. I did some of that way back in the day, but uh, uh, Bill from outside the cinema, he was really the person that kind of like the more I heard him talk about stuff, he's just like, don't fucking do that. Just don't do it. Just record it and have it be the thing. It it makes you better. It makes the show feel better and it flows, man. It just works, you know. Anyways, let's get into a couple of things here, because before we get to what you've been watching, again, like I said, we go away and then we get emails. <laughs> we don't get emails on this show very often, but when we do, we'd like to read them. And uh, I don't know that this... Okay, we're going to go ahead and read this one here. This one is from... Uh, now, get this, Matt. Uh-huh. This person beat you to the punch. Oh, this yeah. is from Dr. Karen. Uh, I'm not going to say Dr. Karen's last name, just... Or Kieran. K-I-E-R-A-N, Kieran? No, I think it's Kieran. Yeah, probably Kieran. Yeah, it's probably better. Uh, Kieran writes as follows. Hey! Uh, I don't know if there's a, there's not a... Oh, uh, it's entitled Avatar is the name. Now, granted, oh, this one oh, this, one's, this one's from uh, like 12 days ago, so it's it's, it's been it's been a while, but uh, here it comes. Uh, here comes oh, don't some you stuff. ever mention those Canadian sons of bitches. Yeah, hey, well, it's my people, and we'll get to that in a moment, too. Uh, hey! When I was watching, uh, I was waiting until I saw Silly. To uh, I saw Silly until I caught up that the episode, that episode on the podcast. Perhaps as a result of your uh, personal dislike for the film, I don't know that we disliked it. It was just fair. And, yeah, it was whatever. And you're by no means alone. I think you're desperately mistaken about Avatar. Okay, all right. Well, let's get into it. Titanic went over budget and was uh, going into and was going to end his career, and that was uh, far worse for Avatar and broke the box office. Avatar was delayed by years. Going, uh, okay, kind of repeat that a little bit. 
so Cameron will do uh, something with the advancing in, uh, uh, incorporation of technology into storytelling, as he did with his previous films in the Avatar sequels, that will capture people's imagination and break the box office again, love or hate the movie. For a start, uh, he's actually planning to shoot footage in the uh, Mariana's Trench, and uh, he's not making three new avatars. This is the worst part of this whole email. And he's not making three Avatar films uh, concurrently. He's making four. Uh, Currently due in 2018, 2022, 2022, and 2023. Uh, Was Sully not quite flopping badly, or flopping baby i'm not sure that's the right word uh but set in 2009 two years uh after the release of the iphone and people are using home phones and flip phones like it's 1999 i'm not sure what that last thing really means maybe i'm just stupid it's it's quite a possibility uh but that is from uh, dr kieran dr kieran thanks for that email and reminding us that avatar is going to be a thing and we all need to make sure that this planet explodes by that point and I think if we elect Trump, that might happen. You never know. <laughs> Who's to say? Maybe. Who who knows? Uh, do you think that he'll be uh, uh, alive then? Well, I mean, Cameron, okay. So let's. Do you think he's going to live through this? <laughs> I think that's a legit question. We're talking twenty twenty three, right? So Cameron's what? Probably sixty, sixty two. Somewhere in there. Probably in that neighborhood, mid sixties, yeah, yeah, somewhere, yeah, he's somewhere in his sixties. So, uh, here, here's the weird thing about that email for me, and I'm gonna fixate on this like a mother for a minute. Okay. Uh, uh, I think that um, flip phones in 2009, very common. Yeah. Very, very common. I mean, let, let's not forget the iPhone was just released the year prior to that, 2008. It was, I'm like, it was a big seller. Don't get me wrong, but it yeah, wasn't but, like but the. I had a flip phone until 2012. Yeah. Right? Like, I did. And I'm in my early 30s. Sad. I was a, I was a late comer to cell phones too myself. So, like, I was in, I was, when I was in college and stuff and they were just like, uh, you know, don't you have a cell phone? I'm like, no, why do I need a cell phone? I mean, because but I, but, but I but back think- then they, all they were was a fucking Nokia bars, so they didn't do anything. Yeah. But I, but I do think uh, that that uh, that Dr. Kieran's on to something. Um, uh, I do think that the Avatar sequels, at least the first one, will make money. Oh, the first one will definitely make money because there's going to be uh, at least enough intrigue yes. that people are going to go see it. No but um, I think I think four is a, is a fool's gambit. Indeed. At this point, um, and. You know, 2019, that is a decade after the first one. And I just don't, I don't, I've told students, right? I mean, I like I teach college. I've told students about Cameron and they don't know, right? They're fucking film students. They don't know that James Cameron is planning on making three and four of these. I hate those film students, by Um, the way. But I, I had problems with those in college myself, so. But, but I mentioned that and they're like, why? And I go, well, didn't you like the other? They're like, yeah, but why are you making four? It's like, that's the way Hollywood works now. They operate on a fucking five-year plan. Like, like they got to uh, <laughs> graduate and pay off their car and all this shit and have a job that they're making this amount of money, and right? Like, save this amount every year. Except it's this five-year plan for Hollywood. Yeah, except for this Hollywood plan is like, I'm going to go out and smoke meth for a while. 
And we'll just see where it takes me. That's, I mean, sure, it might be great at first, but it's going to be a quick steady decline thereafter, my friends. Watch Breaking Bad. It doesn't end well. <laughs> it does not end well. Uh, here's another email. All right. I, li- I like this one. Uh, this is from uh, Jacob. Jacob writes, Hello, gentlemen. It's Jake. You may remember me from the other emails, such as, Why does it take a year to reply to my first email? <laughs> <laughs> and the iTunes and, and oh iTunes God. says no one cares about you. <laughs> that was honest to God. That was I love that email so fucking much. Where it's just like, no, it was a mistake. You got into the top one fifty. We fucked it's up. True. <laughs> Which it it ain't been there since. So fucking maybe maybe that was right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, God. So I've been away on uh, FMLA for the uh, birth of my daughter last month, and I'm just now catching up on the episodes I've missed during that time. Probably don't want to play so many fucks around a, a newborn. That's probably a smart uh, They don't fucking understand that shit. Yeah, that's true. Though I, I would, honest to God, when like my sister, like when 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 uh when her first kid was born and everything i I'm like i wasn't cursing a streak or anything but i'd say a little something she would just be like she would be so overprotective brand new mother and everything so, no, 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 i'm like she's an infant she's not going to understand anything that anyone's saying for quite some time i i don't think me saying damn is going to really you know fuck this kid up for life and she's fine now guess what she's five and she's fine so i i think i, I think i was proven correct there anywho catching it back up on the email <laughs> Um, so I wanted to share my experience with the movie Don't Breathe. There was some difference of opinion between the two of you on uh, uh, between the two of you on how good it was, and I thought I'd let you know whose opinion was right. Because as we all know, social media doesn't allow individual <laughs> choice. You must validate the listener's opinion, or you're wrong. It's true. <laughs> Warning: spoilers ahead. So spoilers uh, for the next thirty fucking seconds for Don't Breathe. Um, In my opinion, Don't Breathe has a solid idea at its core, but fails in the small details that don't make sense, as Adam mentioned. Here are a few things that bothered me. One, uh, if the kid didn't want to shoot... I'm going to take my headphones off. (laughs) (laughs) One, if the kid didn't want to shoot the blind guy uh, walking towards him, uh, he could have just hit him with the butt of the gun. Trust me, uh, he wouldn't have seen it coming. But do do Uh, he didn't okay that's worth it he didn't we can just end it there i'm on board he didn't add he didn't add in the badoop doop i did that myself i thought yeah. i thought you need a little bit of juice there jacob so i, I added a i embellished a little for you but i think it i think it merited it number two uh what was it about the shoes that made the smell uh stand out perfume smelly feet why didn't uh he notice it when it was in the closet with her i'm not i don't remember what scene that was Something about shoes. All right, number three. That one's that one's weak because I, I don't remember. <laughs> He's probably seen this quicker than I have. Uh, number three. The main characters never use noise to distract the villain. One could have made noise while the other snuck up on him or used noise to get him to shoot in the wrong direction. In the movie, he's the, the villain is shooting at every noise uh, they made, so take advantage. Good point. Number four. Lastly, uh, when they did, uh, when they did, he get, well, hold on. Okay, all right. Lastly, when did he get the gun back at the end? It uh, it was knocked away in the fight. When and how did he find it? That's a good question. I, d- I don't know that one either. Again, it's been a, it's been right. a, it's been a hot minute since we've seen it. So, 
I don't remember. Uh, it was all these things and the lack of character depth that took me out of the movie. It's a decent horror movie, but uh, but not something I would recommend to anyone who isn't a big horror fan. That email was way too long, so thanks for reading it. That's from Jacob. Jacob, thanks, buddy. And I agree wholeheartedly with your sentiments. <laughs> I'm just going to sit over here and whatever. All right. Again, we go away for months, Matt. Well, almost a month, and we get and we get so many emails. Here's here's our last email of this episode. And if you want to email us more, thefilmfind at gmail.com. Uh, this is uh, entitled, and we just we just got this one two hours ago, just before recording here. Uh, reaching out from listener land. This is from uh, Thomas. Hey guys, Thomas from Quebec here. Just wanted to give uh, give your show uh, support and let you know how fucking awesome you guys are. Well, no, thank you, man. You're fucking awesome. Uh, I'm blasting through your back catalog of work, and I really appreciate the effort that you and Matt are going to each show. By the way, I personally appreciated the longer formats. We did too, but honest to God, it was like it it got to a point where. We uh, we were doing three hour episodes and it was and I listened to many I listened I got about four or five podcasts that I listened to that are that long, um, it, it's it's got its good and bads, you know yeah, but you know, it is what it is. So keep up the uh, so he goes on, uh, keep up the good work and hope to catch you if you ever come up to the Great White North, aka Adam's true homeland. I, I I'd love to go to fucking Canada again, man. It's been it's been way too long, probably like fucking. 10, 15 years at least. Um, quick what you've been watching on my end. Ex Machina, that shit was amazing. One of the best sci-fi movies I have ever seen. A couple of personal nitpicks, but very few and far apart. Yeah, uh, agreed. I agree. Th- that movie's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, the Town, awesome action sequences. Affleck, which is always a hit or miss uh, as an actor for me. Uh, just okay. Hawkeye steals the show. I, I, I really fucking love The Town, and I'm excited. Like, anything Affleck does at this point. Like, I've been championing that motherfucker for... Dude, his, his new uh, gangster movie looks badass. It looks like it's going to be good, man. I think... Yeah. I, I, and, and I also do want to see him in The Fucking Accountant. I do, dude. Yeah, that's next week, dude. And now yep. I'm looking super forward to that. I, I just, I love what the guy's been doing. And he's like, there was just an era in there that he was shit on as an actor. And I just think that was so unjust. I think he's a great fucking actor. I think he's, I think, honest to God, he's probably going to go down as one of our great directors, too. And if you'd have thought that from the guy who was in fucking Mall Rats, is it fucking the gentleman's wear, yeah, whatever the fuck? He wants to screw you in a very uncomfortable place. Exactly. Like in the back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> the back of a Volkswagen? There we go. Yes. Oh, pretty good. Uh, Kingsman, the church scene. Damn. Also, great story, action, gadgets, babes, and what else could you ask for? Not a lot. I fucking, I, I'm super stoked for the uh, sequel for Kingsman coming up and not too awful long myself. Yeah. Uh, merci, Buttercup, for all the content you guys put out there. Loyal listener, Thomas. P.S. Sorry for the grammar. English is my second language. Uh, that's better than most of the shit that I put out, Thomas, because I, and, and I was born speaking this language. We do this show literally every week, and sometimes Adam can't type in the uh, episode numbers correctly <laughs> and on, it, iTunes, the, on the iTunes feed. The preceding ones the, are there. <laughs> they're right there. You can look at them. Like, so I, don't, don't I, have, feel bad. I have full access to them, and you'd think <laughs> that, like, because we've been doing this show off and on for, like, almost four years. Yeah. And it's it's astounding how I can still fuck stuff up. <laughs> So these things happen. Always happen. Uh, So let's get into it. Uh, Matt, what have you been watching? Anything lately? Uh, Yeah. So um, 
we we haven't mentioned it yet, but I, we've been watching a lot of shit, you and I. Oh, hell yes. A whole hell lot, a hell of a lot of shit, and uh, some of that going to be its own episode. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of TV going to have its own episode soon. So, uh, in in the interest of saving that material mm-hmm. for its own episode, I want to talk about a movie that came out uh, last week that you did not see. Yes. And this is uh, Deepwater Horizon. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is the true story of the big giant disaster and everything, Splody Splody Oil Derrick. Yeah, right. On, well, it's it's the yeah, it's the um, drilling rig. There you go. I don't for, know. I don't know the proper terms. Uh, for so the the like pump would the Derrick would be put on top of it after the drilling rig had hit oil ah, and capped fair, the pipe fair and enough. then moved on, right? So this is the exploratory vessel, basically, the Deepwater Horizon, this massive fucking offshore rig mm-hmm. um, that in 2010 uh, went up in flames and uh, was the largest oil spill in U.S. history. Oops. Um, it's uh, directed by Peter Berg. Written by uh, Matthew uh, Michael Carnahan and Matthew Sand. And, um, of course, based on an article, a news article, Um, which I think a lot of people think is odd, but it is not. Uh, A lot of of cinema throughout history has been based on news articles. Wouldn't all the president's men won? Well, not just that. Like, uh, Like, you go back to classical Hollywood, uh, like a, like a, there were studios like MGM, uh, would have an entire, uh, department, uh, like within their, um, story unit, right. Their, their screenwriting and story unit who like their entire job was to find interesting, uh, stories from the newspapers and turn them into movies, uh, like to draw up spec scripts for them. Go down and buy a paper and I want to get some good stories. See? Uh, so anyway, this has a uh, kind of an all star cast of, uh, at least people you have recognized before. And then also some really big fucking stars like, uh, Mar- Marky Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. uh, Kurt fucking Russell. Yep. Uh, it's got John Malkovich doing a pretty decent, uh, like French Cajun kind of, uh, thing going on, but it's very um, staccato. Yes. Oh, it, it's fucking good. <laughs> um, Ethan Supley, speaking of mole rats, yeah. uh, up in this mother. Uh, Gina Rodriguez, um, Douglas Griffin, James Dumont, a whole bunch of other people. Um, oh, you forgot my girl. Which one? Hello. All right. Fine. Oh, his wife? Yeah. Yeah, she's barely in it, Kate Hudson. I, oh, that's just a bummer. Uh, but, but she is in it. Probably as much as the other characters who aren't Mark Wahlberg and Kurt Russell, quite honestly. Um, there's a lot of oil on this thing, man. What's going so, on? So, so this movie, uh, is pretty watchable, but also maddening in really weird ways. Okay. Um, so this now is, is like the second part of a trilogy of films that Peter Berg and, uh, Marky Mark are making together. Uh, the first one a few years back was, uh, Lone Survivor. In back in uh, 2013, mm-hmm. right? Um, and now they're back with Deepwater Horizon. Uh, Lone Survivor uh, was a true story about a uh, a platoon of soldiers um, in uh, 
Afghanistan, I, I believe it was, not Iraq. Um, but anyway, they were uh, they were their mission was to kill a Taliban leader, and they all fucking died except Marky Mark. Right. Um, you know, story. great great American valor tale. Nothing too spectacular. Uh, but you know, like American spirit survival shit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Deepwater Horizon continues this uh, trend of like American masculinity under attack, and uh, we're gonna fucking survive against all fucking odds and come out heroically in uh, these awful disasters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty decent action flick, uh, but next year, or I assume it's next year, theoretically it could come out uh, like later this fall. I don't fucking know because. Um, they didn't have a release date on the trailer, but it played right before this movie. So of course they're marketing to the same people. Right. Um, uh, a movie called, uh, Oh fuck. What is it? Hold on. Let me click Peterberg's name. Patriots day. Oh boy. Patriots day is the story of Marky Mark, Boston police department. Uh, officer. Yeah. 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 I've seen a poster. I don't know. Right. I've seen a trailer, but I've seen um, the thing. Uh, his it's it's about uh boston bombing about the boston bombing at the marathon right um so honestly how much of that story can you really make uh well if you focus on a white dude being a good cop it's like two hours of that i just don't well that's how that's how this movie is quite honestly like uh although you know this one I think works better than Lone Survivor did, uh, which had the same problem, and it probably works better than the next one will. Um, at least this one has like a little bit of uh, like uh, of a thriller aspect. We all know what happened. Uh, we all at this point know kind of an excruciating detail what happened and what went wrong and who the bad guys were. The real problem, Richard with this Jewell. Movie, oh wait a minute, that's another. Well, the, the real problem with the Deep Water with Deepwater Horizon as a film, however, is that. Um, on one level, it really wants you to understand that the BP executives on the rig were uh, shitty people who who um, like caused this to happen, basically, mm-hmm. right? Oh. But on another level, it is completely devoid of the political implications of them being shitty people, right? So uh, it's almost like everything is drilled down to the person being awful as opposed to corporation. the corporation yeah. pressuring them and being shitty and not right. Like not actually being responsible for any of this shit hmm. at the end of the day. Um, which just seems like a really weird tack to take when you're making this movie, right? Like, like BP got out of this shit almost scot-free just about, I mean, they're, they're the whole South park, you know, kind of spoof where it's just like going on and going, I'm sorry. Right. You know, and that's basically um, what happened. But but here it's like this weird fucking uh, like American individualism that pops up, right? Uh, In that, a Peterberg film, come on. That is, that is just like, well, you know, like we, we fucking survived it, motherfuckers, and that's what's important. I mean, I right? Guess. Like we we sh- we showed that shitty BP exec who did this to our boat what the fuck what was. Okay. Except like we ended up like not doing that. Um, but it, it, like it, while you're watching the movie, it's entertaining. It's like, fine. It's weird to watch a movie, like call it like an action thriller, uh, when it's based on this huge tragedy where like, uh, 11 people died in an, in a fucking fireball explosion, uh, (laughs) as, as this, uh, rig collapsed 
um, systematically into uh, the Gulf. Uh, but that's what it is. It's a disaster movie. Hmm. Um, it's all right. Uh, I would suggest watching this when it comes on basic cable. Okay. Cause it'll be there soon. Yeah. And I'm kind of surprised, man. There, there's a lot of stuff that's like heading out into to video territory and even fucking Netflix, like way fast. Yeah. There's well, several things you know, where I'm looking at them like, like from animated stuff and other things. I'm like, holy shit. How is this hitting Netflix this fast? Crazy. I wish that like uh, like Peter Berg would go back to making some promising shit again. Yeah, it seems like it's a lot of. The I mean, same he's been doing some work on on TV. Uh, like like he's he directed a couple episodes of Leftovers. I remember. Um, <laughs> I think he directed the pilot for Ballers. Yeah. On HBO, but uh, he's in it a little bit. But um, you know, like really, like like Hancock, The Kingdom, Friday Night Lights. Those movies are fucking good. Yeah. Like, like they're not all, they're not great movies, but they're fucking solid. And just lately he has just been uh, really since battleship, uh, kind of churning out, um, just whatever, like kind of mediocre, mediocre Hollywood films. Yeah. Right. Like, like anybody could make these movies. Yeah. They're, it's like, you don't need like, somebody. And, that and said... he keeps, he keeps this partnership with Wahlberg. That's like, I, like, it doesn't make sense to me because I don't feel like there's a, like a creative, uh, like essence happening yeah. between them, right? Like this is not a, uh, Scorsese, um, De Niro, Scorsese, uh, DiCaprio, um, Woody Allen and Woody Allen yeah. kind of thing, right? It's just fucking, uh, it's just, they like each other. And so they a, keep making yeah, movies, which like, is fine, but like break it up a little bit. And I don't want to shit on Mark record. Wahlberg or anything because I, I don't think he's a bad actor. I mean, I don't think he's a no, great actor, but I don't think he's a bad actor. But it's not – I don't think either of them are bringing anything to these movies that couldn't be there from anybody else. That's exactly what I think the problem yeah. for me is, right? I'm not saying they're bad. They're just like thoroughly mediocre, right? Like when, when Mark Wahlberg goes out and does something like uh, Pain and Gain – or uh, See, fuck. That's, that's what was the, the what was the movie he was in a couple uh, uh, years ago? Um, the remake of that uh, James Con movie, uh, The Gambler, right? Yeah, when yeah. he goes out, when he goes out of the of the box a little bit, I'm like, oh, this shit's really interesting, right? Yeah. But uh, like the past couple of years, he's just been uh, like, well, let's do let's do t- t- uh, Ted Two and another movie with Peter Berg, and there's uh, another movie with Peter Berg and another Transformers. And uh, it looks like I think oh, but the you gotta let the Transformers la- come on. Well, I think the last thing <laughs> that got a green light uh, with him attached to it was a sequel to Daddy's Home, which uh, you know. that, that was fine enough. I mean, it was, yeah, I but mean, it's not like right, but it's the same thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, not gonna oh, be it's anything, sequel it's not gonna be anything different. spectacular. So yeah. he needs to, he needs to break it up a little bit. I think Peter Berg needs to do the same thing, anyway. That's what I've been watching. This thing's uh, only I'm sure made, you have a thing or two, yeah. This, this thing's episode. only made like 68 million worldwide on 110 budget, so that's that, that ain't good. And so, and that's what's kind of killing me about all this stuff, man. Is it, it's just like so much of it is me just kind of scratching my head, going, "When are we going to give this up? When are we going to stop realizing, start realizing that this this garbage isn't fucking selling to people? They they ain't going to see it. I, I don't I don't know. All right, so uh, this is going to be um, it's going to be document Adam's documentary corner. 
Uh, like we said, we saw a lot of TV. We're going to give you a TV-exclusive episode coming up and not too awful long here. Uh, but I'm going to talk about a couple of uh, documentaries. Uh, all these are available on Netflix, so there's no excuse for you not to watch them. Uh, the first I'm going to talk about is uh, I'll Sleep When I'm Dead. The uh, This is a documentary about the uh, um, the kind of electronic dance music uh, DJ, Steve Aoki. Uh, interesting, uh, interesting flick. Uh, I'm not a huge kind of... Uh, you know, EDM fan or anything like that. It's not really, you know, my bag per se. Some of it's all right, but just not something I, I dig on particularly. But, you know, I, I, I like watching stuff, and I I heard an interview with him, so I was like, okay, well, this, this seems like it might be interesting enough. And to hear the guy's kind of life story and everything, uh, he comes from his dad actually uh, founded Benihana, and uh, he was just like a kind of crazy sort of daredevil, you know, businessman, you know, like he's it's kind of like Tony Stark if Tony Stark started restaurants. <laughs> and uh, so he kind of came up with that, but his dad was very kind of absent in his life, didn't really, uh, you know, raise him too well. So he finally, he mostly, you know, lived with his mom and everything. Um, but it always kind of felt like he needed to live up to, you know, what his dad did. Uh, so he had like kind of gone out in college and stuff really like while his dad made a boatload of money and stuff really didn't have a whole hell of a lot to do with the family. So it's not like he had, uh, he had, you know, the potential to be kind of a silver spoon kid, but really wasn't he really didn't uh -huh. take a lot of money from his parents or anything else like that kind of made his own way. He went to college and everything and kind of, you know, was in hardcore bands and stuff, which I thought was fucking dope, which already kind of made me like the guy a little bit because I was, you know, they put out some of the songs and I was, oh, shit, all right, so he knows some of the fucking hardcore songs I listed. Well, that's, that's fun. Uh, so he kind of came out of that scene and everything and and then just kind of eventually it evolved into, you know, just electronic dance music stuff, uh, which is interesting. It's really interesting how he kind of really cr kind of created this following and everything uh, how he does his shows and stuff, and he he seems like a, just a nice guy, and um, I don't know. It's it's not an overly amazing documentary, but uh, for a world that you either may be interested in or may not be interested in, it's a it's a look into someone's life and how someone who you think might have like oh had all the breaks in life never really had those breaks, but really kind of worked his ass off, and he's a dude who just has this. Uh, crazy fucking work ethic and just has gotten to be at the level that he is that even though he might not be a household name still makes a shit ton of money and you know flies all around the world in a fucking private jet and stuff and just doesn't fucking stop and uh there's something about that that, that that's to be admired that somebody just goes hey this is what i'm into this is what i do and i'm not f fucking stopping and uh it, it's pretty cool and but like i said if you, if you uh it's interesting enough to watch uh, right. Next up on the list is a documentary entitled Sneakerheads. That's with a Z, everybody. Uh, so this is about kind of the people um, just who collect shoes, uh, be they everything from Jordans to exclusive stuff. You'll learn a lot about the actual um, kind of culture of shoes, a lot of the kind of vernacular and everything going down and how uh, it kind of was created from nothing into like this mass hysteria to where there are like, you know, people getting shot for Jordans and shit, you know? Right. Um, but kind of where that whole scene came from, how, uh, you know, it was also related to obviously like the hip hop scene and stuff like that. Uh, and I, I'll talk about another uh, hip hop documentary I saw uh, in next week's show. Uh, but uh, re really cool stuff. I mean, again, it's, it's one of those things that like, I'm not a shoe guy at all. I pretty much, you know, while I have like kind of loyalty, I'll, 
I pre outside of like you know a regular sneaker if I need to you know exercise or something if I find myself doing that from time to time I'll wear like you know an actual sneaker sneaker but you know getting around day to day I wear Vans that's pretty much you know it but I'm not like oh I've got to have like you know eight billion styles or anything I buy one or two pairs I wear them to their fucking shot and then I just chuck them you know I don't I'm not that kind of guy but right. it's it's interesting to see people that uh, just have this kind of you know it's it, it's a nerd thing you know. They're, like that's why it bugs me sometimes when I hear, you know, people that are into you know X, Y, or Z, shit on people that like you know comic books or video games or whatever, and it's just like you've got your nerd shit too, bro. <laughs> so like you've yes. got you've got things. They may not be the same things, but you got your own nerdy stuff. I mean, if you're if you're all about shoes, that's a nerd fucking thing, man. You know. So, but uh, interesting documentary. Uh, next one up on the list is going to be uh, one uh, that's a Netflix exclusive one uh, entitled Amanda Knox. So it's about the Amanda Knox story. So if you know anything about that, um, it won't, the, the documentary itself kind of just goes through the entire uh, case of what kind of went on, the kind of hearsay that happened, what may or may not have happened, uh, the court system that's involved on whether or not Amanda Knox actually, you know, murdered a roommate of hers and uh how the police you know what what they did how they kind of uh used their power i guess if uh, for lack of a better term of just kind of you know nudging stuff through the system and how you know she may or may not have been you know incarcerated uh her and and her boyfriend at the time uh, been incarcerated for a long period of time when they may or may not have actually had anything to do with the actual murder and it was all just kind of possibly snap judgments from other people, evidence tampering and things of that nature. Uh, right. it's, it's been a while since that kind of happened and everything, so I don't know that it's fresh in people's minds, but I think when you watch it again, you'll be like, oh yeah, I kind of remember the news on this, and this is kind of a nice deep dive uh, into that everything. And so, But all, pretty much all the parties involved are there and it's done um kind of uh oh what's his fuck uh what's what's the thin red line guy Errol a little Errol Flynn act almost yeah, Errol Flynn well Errol Flynn yeah no Errol Morris no, it's, of course it's Errol Morris I know <laughs> I just washbuckling like, Errol Morris I love I love the idea of that old fuck sitting behind a camera with a fucking just sword just what to just you know parry and thrust <laughs> against yeah. his interviewees uh but no you it's behind the Interatron the Interatron is that what it's called I know it's a yeah, th- it's, I know it's, it's a thing that he developed and stuff, but it's yeah yeah the Interatron. But it's pretty it's a pretty cool idea. Now it's not quite that, but it's pretty damn close to where it's just you know down the barrel of the uh, of the lens there. Uh, but it's good. It, it's an interesting uh, interesting thing, and you may or may not have been you know old enough to. Uh, dig on it when it was there uh so i'm gonna wrap it up here i can only tell you half of it because it was it's fucking almost four hours long uh but i started and got halfway through two hours through um the new documentary from peter bogdanovich that's on netflix uh tom petty running down a dream uh which is about good things and it is uh two hours in and i'm about what seems literally seems halfway through tom petty's career uh, like I, I'm a I'm a fan of Tom Petty. I wouldn't consider myself a big fan of Tom Petty. I have seen him live, um, but it's kind of tough with with some of these people uh, because especially depending upon where you see them and how you see them and stuff. And he's gotten to the point where he's big enough to where it's well, and it's it's been this way for quite some time as as you see in the documentary. Um, 
he's just you're you're not going to be up close, you know. Right. And and I, I it's it's tough to really. That's why the most of the stuff I go to is like punk shows and stuff to where I'm I'm like right up against the band, and I, I've I've seen I've seen a lot of like you know some big names and stuff. Like I mean I saw Clapton and everything, which is a great show, but again so far away that it's just like it's almost like it's not even a real thing you know right whereas when i saw bb king i saw him at the house of blues in myrtle beach and you know i was 30 feet away from the guy so that was like a standing yes. room only thing and like that was like to me that was like that's the, still remains like the most amazing show that i've ever been to because you are you know literally just bare feet from a fucking you know legend of music and everything uh but you know but i'm a big enough tom petty fan so i I like a lot of his stuff and it's one of the things that you hear kind of dave grohl say at the beginning of the thing where it's just like he's just kind of an institution there are so many fucking tom petty songs that like while they may not necessarily be like the best songs in the world he's got a really large catalog of pretty 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 good ass songs that 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 hold up pretty damn well and he's a traveling Woolberry. Yeah. So, I mean, he's. I'm sure they'll probably get into that in the second half and everything, because we're only, like, about halfway through, we're only, like, just after Damn the Torpedoes. So, yeah. to give you an idea of how much is being covered in this. But it starts out from, like, the really early beginnings and stuff, which is pretty cool, uh, seeing how he kind of came out of nowhere. And, uh, and really his first kind of, like, push to get into music was a uh, kind of a chance meeting on the on the movie set of uh, Follow That Dream, which is a favorite movie of my dad's, uh, of, of meeting Elvis. And like he kind of met Elvis and Elvis, like he didn't like, you know, it wasn't like a like, hey, how you doing, boy, getting the music kind of thing. It was more like, oh, hey, how you doing? And then that was it because, you know, a friend of a friend knew somebody and got him on the set. Uh, but it, very interesting to kind of and there's a there's a lot of great footage of uh, of them when they're kind of young and everything and really hearing the uh, just the story of these guys just busting their ass trying to do something. And so it's cool. I liked it. I, I've liked it so far. I will uh, update you on the second half uh Whenever we, whenever I finish that up, so. All right. All right. So let's get into it. We've got things to talk about here. Uh, yes. First up, we are going to talk about the uh, Magnificent Seven. So let's go ahead and play that trailer. If it wants to work, hold on. It doesn't want to. I turned it down because it was because it was auto playing. <laughs> here we go. Man carries a gun, he tends to use it. Dan, you dead? Pity. I had just ordered a drink from that man. Took a job looking for some men to join. Is it difficult? Impossible. How many you got so far? You and me. (laughs) Who's she? We work for her. Lord. That's right. That man murdered my husband. I want something. I take it. He will take everything we have. So you seek revenge? I seek righteousness. But I'll take revenge. I need more than a few to help us fight. What a bunch of misfits we are. You know how to shoot that thing? I'm good. It's all mine. He's local, my friend. Oh, we're good. We got a Mexican. Since we are bonding. Oh. 
got a seven. He's got an army. And they'll be murdered by the world's greatest lover. <laughs> Why are you here fighting someone else's fight? These people deserve their lives back. Just make sure we're fighting the battle in front of us, not the battle behind. Every man's got the right to choose where he dies. We have nowhere else to go, so... wanted to blow something up. Is that a plan? How'd we do? I think we killed them all. That was the trailer for The Magnificent Seven, our first new release review of this week. IMDb plotline. Seven gunmen in the Old West uh, gradually come together to help a poor village against savage thieves. That sounds like a familiar uh, plotline there. Uh, this is directed by Antoine Fuqua, starring Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, Byung-Hun Lee, uh, Manuel Garcia uh, Ruflo? Ruflo, sure, why not? Uh, Peter Sarsgaard, but a little more. Um, so, like we said, this is obviously a remake of the movie uh, The Magnificent Seven with uh, old Yul Brynner there. And, yeah. uh, which that is also was a remake of uh, Seven, Seven Samurai. Samurai. So, you know. And which was also remade, I think, twice. I think there was a TV series. I think there was and, uh, Like Magnificent Seven, I mean. Yeah. Uh, and then there was another movie. At some point, that may have been a TV movie. Mm, then I'm not, then there were I'm not there sure. were definitely at least three sequels to Magnificent Seven. Like yeah, there Magnificent was Magnificent Seven Rides Again. Yeah, there was a television series from '98 to 2000. Boy, that went on that yeah. long, eh? Hmm, interesting. Who knew? And the Magnificent Seven. Well, you Seven know that Ride, show Andromeda was on forever too. Yeah. So these things happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some shows, uh, honest to God, like funny. most of them are like on USA where you're just like, now entering its fifth season, you're just like, this is the first I've heard of this show. It's, How has this been on for the, five years? No, man, the, all those syndicated shows from the 90s, you're like, hey, wait a minute, Renegade House has how many episodes? <laughs> 168, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, uh, so this one, uh, updated screenplay. I like that they credited uh kurosawa mm-hmm. and his screenwriters right shinobu uh, hashimoto and hideo uh, agune yeah. uh like that did not happen in 1960 for the magnificent seven no which was weird too <laughs> because like so many people because that really was also uh the kind of heyday for a lot of early japanese films and stuff so th- you you think that they would kind of you know vibe off of that a little bit though copyright way different that's a good point um (laughs) i can't get paid Uh, for this shit (laughs) this one uh adapted by uh nick pizzolato Mm -hmm. who everybody knows from uh true detectives two seasons and uh i think the majority of what we ended up seeing actually came from a rewrite by uh richard wink uh who's who's worked with fuqua several times okay um uh on on the equalizer and uh maybe that's the only thing he's done 
But a lot of sil- similar stuff, right? He, this guy wrote 16 blocks, and he wrote uh, Expendables 2 and The Mechanic, and um, the new Jack Reacher movie is this yeah, guy. most are so, serviceable enough. So, uh, you know, like, I think what we ended up seeing in this movie is mostly this guy's work, um, where, it, where it's like these uh, kind of tough-talking action sequence kind of things. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, so where do where do you uh, where do you want to start talking about this thing? Well, Adam? here's the thing. Yeah, I'll say this. Famous first words, all our reviews. Here's the thing. Denzel is a way better actor than Yul Brynner, so that all automatically <laughs> will give you at least a couple of points. And I love the Magnificent Seven. I own it on Blu-ray. It's right over there. Uh, but and that's a great movie. I mean, it, here's the thing. You're up against two movies that are really fucking good. You're up against Seven Samurai, great fucking movie. You're up against Magnificent, the original Magnificent Seven, great fucking movie. And this thing outside of a couple, so the basic premise is the same for all of these things. You know, kind of poor villagers or people in in a particular town having some problems with these outlaws and everything, and they got to get a group of ragtag people together to, you know, help save. Same plot for all three. Yeah. And um, so you kind of know where things are going. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Sarsgaard makes a good villain. He's very, mm-hmm. he's very, he's, he's got a menacing uh, kind of jolt to him and stuff. So I, I like when he's evil, whether it's here or even in the Green Lantern movie, no less. Uh, but he, he plays kind of a scummy guy really well. Uh, they give him enough, uh, enough things to chew on and enough really, you know, horrendous bad guy things to do. To make you want to uh, have them fucked up, and uh, like I said, it's the audience that was here that was in the theater with me. It was packed out on that day. It was number one at the box office when it when it came out, if memory serves. And uh, they liked it, and you know I liked it well enough. I, I I don't know that I would watch this before I'd watch those other two movies again, but yeah, it's it's serviceable. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not overly great i think that it it does what it needs to do which is uh get the audience to care about its characters and the, it's a crowd-pleasing movie yeah uh people were satisfied watching this um if you uh, if you haven't seen those other two movies this movie will more than please you for sure yeah but by all means fucking go watch seven oh, for fuck's sake. i don't yeah. even give a shit if you watch the old brenner magnificent seven even though it's great i'm just saying seven samurai for fuck's sake is like the the quickest three hour and twenty minute movie you've ever watched. I was about to say you, you 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 got to make sure that you're in for a penny in for a pound there though. That's the only thing. The but, modern but it, audiences but it's that's good, tough. Man. Oh, I'm not. You, you'll get no argument from me. Modern audiences, a three hour Japanese movie in black and white, maybe a little bit much to handle for some. That's all. Yeah. Um. So th- this movie works for me on several levels. Uh, Denzel is the biggest one that it works for me on. Mm-hmm. I like the guy. I think he's great here. Chris Pratt almost doesn't work for me in this one. And I like and Chris I, Pratt a lot. I do too. And I don't know why it didn't work for me. I think it's, uh, I, I think it's cause he's doing a Chris Pratt thing, uh, where he's, where he's also trying to mimic the Mifune character from seven samurai, but he's not quite crazy enough. Right, like like Chris Pratt is not crazy enough to play that character. Yeah, um, but it, it also seems like it's almost like 
it feels to me at least like it was almost kind of half written and he had to like inject yes. enough personality into it to make that character something. So it may, yes. my guess is, is it probably wasn't super well developed on the page. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, but I, but I want to say I would watch an entire fucking series of movies about Jack Horn, the character that D'Onofrio plays. Very interesting choice. With, with I, his... I would like I you would I wouldn't be able to fucking understand half of the shit he said. I would watch an entire series of movies about that character. <laughs> he's such a, he's a big guy, and when you hear him talk, because we all know what Vincent D'Onofrio sounds like. Yes, and especially coming off of Daredevil, where he was just Mister Big Heavy, just like in in every sense of the word, and mm-hmm. comes in here and like he's still a big dude, and you almost don't even recognize him. And he's at fucking first. brutal as shit. And he's got a really just kind of, just I maybe mean, not effeminate, but just no. But it, it's a hi, it's a high voice, and it's got like the countryest of country ass mountain yeah. accents. Yeah, it is one of those like you really have to almost kind of pay attention and, to what he's saying because it's, it's not just regular so timbre. It's so fucking good, man. <laughs> Every time I, I'm just like, oh my god, I want a movie about that guy. <laughs> Give me a movie about that guy. Um, so maybe a prequel. Let's get on that Hollywood. Ooh. Where, magnificent uno where did all those uh you know pelts and stuff that he had from the beginning where did all that come from or like what you know why is he out there to begin with remember they're talking about his wife he's obviously had some run-ins with the indians he's had some uh, bad shit go down that that like you can tell like right from the get-go it's just like this guy's seen a he's been through some shit yeah he's just because yeah. he's because he's old he's grizzled he he sounds funny and it's just like he's just got this look of like the world has beat the shit out of me yeah um god it's good i I, yeah i like their and and here's the thing the supporting characters they are supporting they're not there that much uh ethan hawk is fine but like i don't i wish the character it felt like they were going somewhere but then just decided to abandon whatever plot they had for him Mm -hmm. because it was just like oh well he was like this former sharpshooter and then you know pratt calls in uh he kind of questions his ability and everything turns out he's probably that guy that that's good at stuff and then we never really talk about it again yeah there's definitely an element of just i think i think the i mean part of the part of the fucking problem with with both this and and quite honestly the 1960 film is that like hollywood's not making a three and a half hour movie yeah well, right, I mean, the and so like some of the characters are just like completely underwritten, and shit gets trimmed. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, the sixty Magnificent Seven. I mean, that was like that's two eight eight. So I mean, that's not it's not like it's an hour and a half, and this one's just about two. No, I think. But, right, but that's what I'm saying though. Like, like you you trim an hour and twenty minutes out of Seven Samurai, which was a version that was circulating for decades, right? Right. Um, and and uh, there's a lot of shit about some of those other. Uh, characters that aren't that doesn't make it into that fucking movie now we'll tell you one of the one of the biggest disappointments again you get it at the end but for christ's sakes we're watching the magnificent seven could you sprinkle in a little more elmer bernstein for me for christ's sakes uh-huh. it is just so iconic the, yeah. the magnificent seven you know main well theme. and, and- and and not only that, but we never get the shot. And you know the shot I'm talking about. We never get that yeah. in this movie. It's you we know we get versions of things that sort of could be that, but it's not the sh- like just do the fucking shot, man. Yeah. 
do the shot of all of them. Run, just fucking do it. That's the shot. It's yeah. There's why some, you would not throw that in there is beyond me. There's some close, but no cigars. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know much more to say the, about it. The movie's pretty good, though. It's enjoyable. I yeah. enjoyed it. If if you uh, like this sort of thing, you might you've probably seen it already. It's the fucking third week it's been out, but uh, you know, go see it in the theater if you're into this sort of thing. Uh, it's a solid rental, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I would I would 100 percent put this on the on the on the rental category for you for sure. I, at this at this point, if you haven't seen it, you ain't gonna go see it. But if it comes up on Netflix or something like that, yeah, definitely take take you know take two hours out. It's it's fun enough for all that. I just I can't I cannot believe that the, the shot of all of them in the town is not there, right? Like that, you just need that fucking shot, man. Well, you know, leave it to Hollywood. All right, speaking of Hollywood, this one has some Hollywood history to it. Oh, see how I'm tying everything in? That's nice. Here is the trailer for Masterminds. Are you serious, computer? Fucking hell. Yes, this. it is. Oh, I see. When it opened up a brand new window, it, it muted that one, too. All right. See, see. here's what I was saying, kids. We don't edit this shit. Here's the trailer. My name is David Gant. I always felt I was destined for a life of adventure. It didn't quite pan out that way. There he is, the man of your dreams. It's like you're marrying both of us, David. Me and Mama. Then one day, I met Miss Kelly Campbell. What would you do with a million dollars? Probably start my own business. Maybe be a bounty hunter. Nice. You don't put a cap in their house. Oh! Oh, that oh, 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 my gosh, David, let me see. Oh, God. I think that bullet just went straight between your cheeks. Yeah, it feels like it just grazed my biscuits right, right there know. betwixt them. Kelly tells me y'all work together over at Loomis. That strikes me as an incredible opportunity. You talk about robbing a bank. Can it be? You load up a truck and you drive away. Police are calling it one of the largest cash heists ever. 17 million misses. Authorities are now searching for this man. Look at him. Look like Kenny Rogers and Kenny Loggins had a love child. And then Kenny G, he just showed up to the birthday party, started playing the flute, and messed this boy up. Let's blow a zillion, zillion, baby. It's time to cut David Gant from the team. We can't do this. This is wrong. So, who y'all want me to kill? Whoa. <laughs> not now. Not in front of. Is it one of them? No. Boys go upstairs right now. See y'all in a little bit. I spend it all on you. Double cross me. David? Yeah, right here, sugar bush, okay? Don't worry about a fight. Oh. Lord, that's a cheap door. You gotta give me a three count next time. Brush your boobies. What? Sometimes the only way out is through. Oh. All right, that was the trailer for Masterminds, our second new release review. IMDb Plotline, a guard at an armored car company in southern U.S., organizes one of the biggest bank heists in American history based on the October 1997 Loomis Fargo robbery. This is directed by Jared Hess. It is starring Zach Galifianakis, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, Jason Sudeikis, Owen Wilson, Leslie Jones, and more. Um, 
So this movie, yet another one that did not make a whole lot of whole bank at the box office here. Uh, Twelve million is what the U.S. is going at right now. Hold on, you're dropping off. Am I? No, you're still do you there. Have me? Yeah, you got you. Okay, you you dropped way off. I don't know what happened. That's fine. They heard me. <laughs> it's That's all recorded. Fine. I didn't though. I was well, like, then fine. Show's over. Anyway, <laughs> box, box office. Box office, twelve million. Budget, twenty-five. This one is a stinker, and it's not a really surprise that it didn't hit a lot of audiences. I think this thing was on the shelf for a while, and we said that that was because of uh, what's his fuck being the company. It's a uh, relativity. Yeah. Their bankruptcy last year. So, so this movie was originally supposed to come out in uh, September of twenty fifteen. And uh, of, of of course, uh, that movie or this movie, along with uh, several others that relatively relativity was in the process of releasing, um, uh, you know, relativity had to file for bankruptcy and then like got sold. And so a lot of that shit just ended up uh, like sitting on the shelf until that got settled. And so now it's out. Uh, it's a pretty funny movie. But it's not great, uh, which is exactly what I expected when I saw the trailers last year. And I laughed. I thought it was funny. Yeah. But it's not a great movie or whatever, right? Like, there are funny people in this movie, and they do funny shit, and that's fine by me. Yeah, and and if that's what you're looking for, you, you'll get it. But you, I, uh, you won't get much say, more. <laughs> I have to say, um, you, you know, uh, <laughs> these people are... Um, uh, from uh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and uh, they are all someone in my family. <laughs> Every single one. Of them. I've met these. I've met many of these people, but I. I, I mean, like, like, just the last name Gant for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's true. Right, but like, but uh, Zach Galifianakis's character, David Gant. Like, I know, I know somebody that that it, like that's a fucking guy I know. Yeah. Speaks like that, wore those fucking awful clothes twenty years ago. Still has a haircut hair, from nineteen eighty six. Last week when I saw right, like yes, yeah. Uh, so maybe that's why I found it also so amusing. Honestly, is like oh yeah, these are just the dumb uh, fuckers I grew up around. So yeah, so <laughs> so that- but it, but, it, but it, it's not it's not a bad movie. It just like it's it's like a lot of Jared Hess's stuff, right? Right. Um, like Nacho Libre, Which not I, great, not great, but, but man, I, I liked it. But I, I liked it. Gentleman Broncos, not great. I liked it. Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. That one's pretty good. I really like Napoleon Dynamite. It's like, it's a weird fucking. Flip, and I but. never saw the one that he did with, um, a couple years ago. It was with, uh, fucking Sam Rockwell in it. Was that right? Mm. He did a movie with like Sam Rockwell, like a year or two ago. And I never saw that shit. Okay. Don, Maybe he didn't. Don Verdine? Yeah. Yeah. Don Verdine. That's Verdine. what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Amy I'm completely... Ryan, Will Forte, Danny McBride, Jermaine Clement, Leslie Bibb. I think I'm completely unaware of that. Uh, well, you, of course you are. Hmm. That's that's this guy's uh, MO. <laughs> this, this much is true. No one saw Once, Napoleon Dynamite in the theater. Well, every well, actually, that movie was pretty big indie hit. But uh, like, what happened was Nacho Libre came out, and it was just weird. Yeah. And everybody goes, oh, we don't know what to do with this. And so, like, he he can <laughs> still make movies because he makes cheap movies and he gets big stars and they do eventually turn a profit. Yeah. 
but uh, nobody sees them. My brother and I saw Nacho Libre in the theater on a vacation at the beach, and we were the only two people just laughing our heads off at how fucking ridiculous that film. Like, no one else in the theater clearly got what was going that on. Was, that was my experience with this movie, with <laughs> Masterminds. Oh, yeah? I, I actually was laughing my ass off during a fair chunk of this movie. Um, but most of it is all just, like, stupid character shit. Yeah. Right? Like, like, it's not even a joke. It's mostly just, like, the way Zach Galifianakis, because he's also from, like, the mountains of North Carolina, yeah, right? Like, yeah. He's he, from the he area. He knows what's shit. going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so, I, I don't know. I enjoyed the movie, personally. I won't say that I, like, will highly recommend it, but it was funny. It's silly goofiness um, about a fucking heist. And it has three fifths of the Ghostbusters, <laughs> and and it, and it works. I mean, like like it said, does work. It's what it's supposed um, to be, and and yes, there's there's a lot of humor in it. Um, I I love how just there are everyone in here on one level or another is so fucking stupid. It's like it is. Yeah. A, it's amazing that they got away with this as long as they did because everyone in this is dumb as a fucking rock. Yes. Everyone, all of which, them, which is great. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis I mean, that, says, like, like honestly, the kind of the only, the, the only non-idiot in the whole thing is maybe Leslie Jones as the FBI agent, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, it felt like it. It didn't quite feel like that when I watched it, and maybe it's because she really wasn't featured in the first trailer that they had. It almost made me feel like they went back and shot extra footage for her. No, I guarantee they probably no, they not went back and shot shit for this movie. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, pro- after seeing the movie, like, of course, as well. But like, she just wasn't seen in the first trailer at all. So that's what well, was her, kind of her star profile. Remember a year ago, like that's she wasn't she wasn't a big she wasn't big on SNL or any of that other shit, right? So mm. like, here we are. No, that's fair enough. I think I think it's just a change in star profile. So yeah, it's just it's like oh well, people will recognize her. She was in the Ghostbusters yeah. movie and stuff. That 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 movie made money. Yeah. Throw this she's, thing out. She's here. on Twitter. She watches TV on Twitter, and we'll tweet about the stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I will say this. I gotta. I love Kate McKinnon's character. This, like, for what I didn't like about her in uh, in Ghostbusters, <laughs> I loved her in this. She's just Jandice, a you mean? fucking weirdo. Oh my she's god, she's a fucking weirdo all the time. I love her so much. Oh. That's what I liked in in Ghostbusters. Although I will say, uh, like in Ghostbusters, it makes less sense because everything else isn't as weird as that right but it, but it's also like what i liked about that yeah that's fair enough um but but here uh, i mean her fucking character's name is jandis <laughs> not janice well, there's a d in there jandis right that makes and, sense but it's there <laughs> and and that is a country ass fucking name if i've ever heard one in my life as soon as I heard it, there's also all you got to do great... is add Marie on to the end. Jandis so, Marie would like be just even yeah, right? like only slightly and, worse. And so like, <laughs> like, uh, so she plays uh, Zach Galifianakis. She Jandis is David Gant's uh, fiance. Fiance. Right? Um, and there, there's a great bit at the beginning of the movie <laughs> where he has to go home and they have to take their, uh, uh, like, engagement photos. Oh, I was just dying. And, dying. And that shit is funny as fuck. And there's a, there's a great where there's just a fart. And you're not sure who did it. And then he goes, Jandis, did you just fart on me? And she's like, <laughs> she just, like, says, yeah. And he's like. I think it went right, right in my butthole or something yeah. like that, right? Like it's just like, oh my god, 
So uh, there's great. There's uh, a thing, man. There it's are, just like people really, really funny shit. People that there are like is, from the south, just kind of like are not from the south, will look at some of these things and just go, "No, yes." The answer is fucking yes. These people yes. fucking exist. Honest to God, they do. <laughs> they just fucking do. It's like, and like everything was so, had such a, <laughs> an authenticity about it from where like Owen Wilson's character lives. Uh-huh. Just like. Oh, I know that fucking rich redneck. From the, from that place to like her trailer and everything, how cheap that fucking place was, all the wood it is just like, it is so fucking accurate. It's it's kind of like, oh my gosh, man. They just like they were, went to some place in the south and just go, can we can we shoot a movie in your home? Oh yeah, sure, famous Hollywood people, why not? Yeah, but uh, the trip to Mexico and everything, um, I, you know, the David Gant character is a stupid moron, but he at least has a decent enough heart to him to where you, you at least don't fucking hate him. I'll say that. Because you yeah. could have easily hated this character, I think. Yes, if they if they would have handled it, you know, in another way. Uh, again, Jason Dacus's character hilarious. The fact that you know they <laughs> this isn't a big spoiler or anything, but they steal his identity and give it to David when David has to leave the country, and then uh-huh. and then when he comes across it. He goes, wait a minute, this is my name. We had the exact same first and last name. We were born at the exact same date, the exact same hospital. And this fucking piece of shit does not realize that someone has stole his identity. That, like, yeah, he's two just like, plus oh, well, two I can't equals kill you. This is this is God. This is him. this is kismet, man. We're we're like we're we're <laughs> just you and me. We may have been we may have been in like like you know bassinets that were right beside each other in the hospital. We don't even know. It's like what a fucking oh, but it's it's fun. It's but you also don't like for the most part you don't watch a lot of it and just go that seems impossible, right? You, the, like as dumb as a lot of the things are, you just kind of it, it rolls with it and it seems. I mean, it's based upon a true story, but it doesn't feel like anything is so far fetched that it couldn't couldn't have happened. Yeah. So. You know, it's yeah. a, it's I, a Netflix. I enjoyed it. It's done. Uh, I'm going to say this is also a solid rental. It, it's fun. Yep. All right, let's get down to the last one. Here's a trailer for Miss Pettigrew's Home for Peculiar Children. There's a new one. Come with me. There's a place I go when I want to be alone. There's a new world coming. <gasps> and it's just around the bend. There's a new world coming. This one's coming to an end. peculiarity. If I show you the rest, you have to promise not to run away. There's a brand new morning. Rising 
Miss Peregrine, delighted to meet you. He's invisible. Of course. We're what's known in common parlance as peculiar. Claire, why aren't you eating? She's embarrassed in front of Jake. Don't be. Because our abilities don't fit in the outside world, we live in places like this. Where no one can find us. Jake, come and play. <laughs> I knew you were one of us when you were born. It's time for you to learn what you can do. But I'm just ordinary. No, you're not. You were born to protect us. Promise me one thing. Look after them, Jake. I promise. The trailer for Ms. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, uh, directed by Tim Burton, written by Ransom Riggs and Jean, uh, based upon his book, uh, screenplay by uh, Jane Goldman. IMDb mm-hmm. plotline: When Jacob discovers clues to a mysterious uh, to a mystery that stretches across time, he finds Miss Pettigrew's home for peculiar children. But the danger deepens after he gets to know the residents and learns about their special powers. This is starring Ava Green, Asa Butterfield, Samuel L. Jackson, Judy Dench, Rupert Everett, Chris O'Dowd, Terrence Stamp, and more. Um, so. I was like when I first saw the trailer, I was just like, "Oh, great, another Tim Burton film." I'm not super hype on Tim Burton. I mean, he hasn't put out a, a whole bunch of stuff that's really lit me on fire uh, the last couple of years. I think the only the last thing that like really did anything for me was Big Fish, and that was fucking like 2001 or something, something like that. Uh, so uh, 2003 or so, I think. Well, yeah, early was, 2000s for sure. Yeah, early 2000s because I remember talking to people about it in film school, and that was like 2003. So 2002, 2003, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh-huh. Um, so he really hasn't been popping lately for me. So like when I saw, it, I was just like, ah, oh, well, it's gonna give more of a Tim Burtony thing. And I was like, oh, Jane Goldman's gonna be uh, writing this. Okay, well, I, I dig what she does. She, you know, of course, you know, did like the. Uh, kick-ass movie and also did like kingsman a couple other stuff so i kind of like what what she throws down yep. uh, often uh collaborator with matthew Vaughn. and um I, so i was looking forward to this and like did you have any expectations of this thing going in or well i'd heard good things about the books i, ha- I hadn't read them it's a very popular uh, young adult series and this um, feels like it definitely wants to be a series well, I mean, you know, there are multiple books, so why not? Mm. Um, I I have to say, uh, I think it's interesting enough to move forward. But uh, but I, as far as my own like expectations goes, uh, I I wanted it to be good. I love Ava Green; she is uh, so good in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the only good thing about uh like dark shadows for example um so so i wanted it to be good i wasn't sure that it would be uh and uh yeah that's where that's where i came to it from okay what about you i this movie bore the piss out of me i just i did not give a fuck about anything (laughs) god i was so bored i really wanted this to be something i just i could not muster the attention to watch to just 
to delve into this at all. I'm just like, I'm watching. I'm like, please start to get good. Please start to get good. And two hours later, it ain't good. Is this, I, I don't know. I don't know who this is for. Cause like, I, I, I don't know that young kids could like this. I, I think old kids will, older kids will be bored by it. Um, there's not a whole lot for adults. Uh, it just, it's got some interesting aspects to it, but all of it falls very, very flat for me. Yeah, I really liked it. I think I think it worked for me. Um, mm. But I, I, you know, I don't know who it's for either. <laughs> it's it's for me. This movie. Is I, for guess, me. I guess. I guess because I'm sitting there watching. I'm just like, who is it? What's the audience for this? Because it's clearly like young adults. So this is yeah. like anyone from like twelve to seventeen. Well, the young really adults like in this. the audience. I, like I was in there with young adults. They were into it. I mean, like, like fucking tweens and teens and shit. They're into that. Hmm. They're into it. Like I didn't like, like the, the kind youngest of- kid in there left. They walked out because it got to the point of like uh, the monster eating the kid's eyeballs. Yeah. There's some, there's some stuff that could be for smaller kids. Certainly too scary for him for sure. I so, mean, you know, they just like, they just jetted. So, I mean, it's PG 13. So that, that should tell you. And a PG thirteen uh-huh. from Tim Burton, so that's gonna get a little scary. And there are some kind of scary stuff in it. And it, it, the monster thingy kind of works. Sam Jackson sort movie, of works. I, I like. For me, this movie all boils down to uh, the three leads, right? And the three leads are Ava Green, Asa Butterfield, and uh, fuck, who's that girl that plays the goddamn uh, fucking chick. Emma? uh ella purnell right yeah i like her uh she was good for for me this movie is all about them and they were great i enjoyed the hell out of watching them on screen i thought they had chemistry together i thought uh like like i, I could watch ava green read a fucking telephone book and well, be happy 20, with it man she looks um, she looks super young what's up i said that girl she's 20 she looks super young yeah right um I don't I don't know. I enjoyed this movie, man. I think it's uh like it's a good Tim Burton movie, which is uh kind of a miracle to come out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> right? Uh, like it, it's been it's been some fucking time is all I'm going to say. I I I, th- I think the last one that I liked uh on any level was probably Sweeney Todd. Alice in Wonderland I didn't hate actually. But uh even the la- the last one, even. Well, he didn't direct that one. Oh, he's still got the first sp- one. I enjoyed Alice in Wonder- Alice in Wonderland. Through the Looking Glass, can eat a dick. Ah, they both. It was can all right. I enjoyed parts of it, but they can eat a dick. But uh, I mean, really, like, I, like I'm with you, right? Like, Big Fish was the last one I really cared about. Yeah. Um, and this one, like, like holy shit, here we are, uh, 13 years after that fucking movie, and. Uh, I've got a movie. I mean, like, okay, Tim Burton can do some shit still. And, and to me, I guess the biggest thing to me is that it feels like it's sixty percent a good movie, but there's forty percent that is left well unbaked. And I'm just like, I feel, and I can't. I don't even know who to fucking blame for it because I, I, I don't either because I haven't read the books, so yeah. I can't tell you like what what isn't in there. But I feel it just feels like something is not quite right. And I, at the end of the day, I got to point it at Burton, you know, uh, but it just, it feels like it's missing something. I, I like, again, I wanted to like it, but 
you know, it just because like I said, we got to the point where I just like I I'm like what what was this movie even about? <laughs> you know, it it's like by the time I left it it's it, about it's about coming into your coming into your own uh person, being your own person and shit, man. There's a lot of films that do way better than this. But by the time that my key hit the ignition, I was I'd forgotten what this movie was about. Cause it is like it oh. like honest to God, it is long too. It is two hours and it feels like two hours. I didn't think it felt like two hours. I even okay. watched this thing in three D and I was bored. Come on. I didn't watch it in three D. Maybe that's maybe that's what bored you. I don't know. Like, I'm tired of this three D. Maybe I, I couldn't tell you because like I was like, well, I can either go because the first showing of three D it was only like eight and a half bucks. But if you went to the first 2D show, which started later in the day, it was like twelve fifty. Well, I'm like, well, I'm going to pay less to go see it in 3D. So I saw it in 3D, and it just, it just, I don't know, it didn't help. I mean, it didn't hurt it, but it certainly didn't help it. <laughs> I was just like, and it was just like, it just seems more of Tim, like, I, I get it, Tim Burton. You got a fucking eye. You, you're a very artistically centered director who makes films that have a very particular Tim Burton look to them. And I respect that. But at the same time, too, you got to have something behind the fucking, you know, like, look, I can date a, pre- I can date a pretty girl. That's perfectly fine. But if there's nothing in between the ears, I don't give a fuck. I, I, I'll, I'll take a girl who's like, you know, a, a seven who's like interesting and entertaining over a girl that's a 10 and has, the you know, an IQ of a hamburger. I don't have to talk about girls to make this about. Uh, I'm just saying I'd like about you. It makes it <laughs> it just makes it's it's pretty looking. It's got a lot of very interesting yeah. Tim Burton things in it. But at the end yeah. of the day, the story was boring as fuck. The bill, uh, the villain was disagree. The I'm villain gonna... was lame and boring. No bullshit, man. Sam Jackson was fun. The the finale on the boardwalk was a lot of fun. Uh, I think you're just like I like the ideas. Uh, I like you're the... an old fucking man. You're over there in your grumpy pants. <laughs> I like the idea. Like, oh. I liked how it all like. And here's that, but that's the thing that bothers me most is that like I like all the elements. It's just, just the elements did not cohesively come together to make ah, a good bull. film. I think it's fine. I liked the movie. I think it came together. It works. Uh, I like I said, the three actors, uh, the three leads, they're all fantastic. Um, I was down for this journey where they were going. Uh, I was interested in the world they were inhabiting. Uh, it, it all came together. It gelled for me. I think this movie gave me eye cancer. I don't <laughs> even know what that means, but I would probably more than the movie i would blame real d that's the well and you you know what you're not supposed to put in your eyes any d don't put no d in your eyes kids don't, don't put d in your eyes it does not it does not give you good vision don't work in any like case that. um so that's it i'm gonna i'm gonna say go see this thing i'm gonna say ignore it like the plague <laughs> <laughs> okay well, uh, send us some emails about that shit, guys. Yeah, if you've seen this Anybody thing... Anybody see and, this? And you, send, for real, send us an email. Yeah, here, uh, uh, thefilmfind at gmail.com. You can send it to hear a movie. Uh, I'll still read it. check it there either <laughs> for another three weeks. I, no, I read all the emails. <laughs> I just don't... 
respond to some of them sometimes. I read that one. That was pretty. That was a pretty close one. Now, granted, we didn't have a show for like two weeks, so that like, and the other one, like like the last one, that was only given to us, you know, two hours ago. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty good. That's not bad. That's that's good. Solid job, Adam. These things happen every every now and then. You can do something, right? Uh, so yeah, email us or uh, or or if you'd like to. Jump on down to the iTunes. Give us a five star review, man. We really appreciate those. They're they're few and far between, but when someone takes the time out of their uh, precious day to go do that, really, we uh, we we dig it. Uh, so let's- also, if somebody wants to hop on my Amazon wish list and uh, buy me the new Blu-ray of Miami Vice, the complete series that just came out, like or maybe a 4K TV, whatever you want to do. Well, I'm not going to tell you how to live <laughs> your life. <laughs> what am I? Who, who am I? Uh, so let's talk about what we're going to be doing. Uh, yeah. So we have. Oh, first of all, uh, I'm going to put it up right after this one, uh, probably the, ne- the next day. Uh, but I went out to see Shin Godzilla, the new uh, Toho Godzilla movie, and mm-hmm. uh, I said this down- one does not tie in with the new Kong Skull Island movie. New? No, it does not. Okay. Uh, but this one is put out, and uh, I got Justin Mulse, friend of mine, and uh, the guy who I know that knows more about Godzilla than anyone else I know. So I'm like, I got to get this guy in here to talk about it. And we have, uh, you know, about an hour and 40 minute conversation about the movie. We kind of break some stuff down, tell you the good, and tell you the interesting, and uh, give you a little bit of what's what on it, man. Uh, so that's going to be coming out. So we're going to make up for all the stuff that we've kind of missed out on, you know. So you're going to get some shows. You're going to get you're going to get bombarded with goodness. Uh, so we're going to do that. Uh, then uh, coming up, not too awful long after that, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, what, what are the other films? <laughs> There's so many of them that I'm trying to juggle. The on the, the brain. films from this week. The films from this week that we uh, <laughs> the, that we still the girl see. on the train, the birth of a nation, girl on train, birth of a nation. So uh, two very different movies. <laughs> so uh, we'll be talking about those. And uh, and then we're going to be dropping a show uh, talking about TV. So we do a little bit of TV talk uh, from now uh, here and on, uh, from every now and then, about uh, during the "What You've Been Watching" segment. But there's been so much of it, Matt. So much uh-huh. from you know from new stuff to uh, returning old favorites to shows I've never watched before in my entire life. And uh, since uh, since they fired me from my job, I have a lot of free time on my hands. So I have been watching a shitload of television, and you probably have had some stuff as well. So we're going to take an episode and talk about some TV because uh, while we are the film find, we we talk about everything. It's kind of what we do. Yeah. So uh, that'll be a good episode too because we've been watching some pretty good shit. Oh yeah, there's a lot of really good things to talk about, and I kind of wish you know I, I had extra time and money and other things to make one of those a a, a proper show. But nevertheless, anyways, uh, so that's it, Matt. Where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, sir? Why don't you just follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith? Uh, views not my own is my uh, username on there. He just steals somebody else's, and he's just like, I don't care. It's, it's, it's Be, not mine. Views not my own. Yeah. I, fi- I figure if everybody else in the fucking country can uh, get away with it, I can't. <laughs> Why not? And, of course, my other podcast, Here Movie Podcast, HereMoviePodcast.com. We drop the uh, second half of Luke Cage and everything, so uh, get on top of that. And uh, coming up next week, we're going to be talking about the, uh, the new Batman animated movie that uh, had a quick... Uh, resurgence in uh, theaters there real quick it's out on uh, itunes right now available on uh, blu-ray on the uh, first of november so uh that'll be coming up on uh hmp so all that kind of good stuff and more and of course preacher podcast if you haven't caught up on any of that good stuff that's always there for you as well 
Uh, so that's it, everybody. Join us next time when we talk about Birth of a Nation and the Girl on the Train. For Matt Smith, I'm Adam Porches. Take it easy, everybody. had a funny joke that I was uh, talking with people like uh, back on uh, <laughs> Xbox Live, like back in the early days, right? You could play like yeah. a poker thing, right? <laughs> and so I would, I, I pretended that I had a tick to where I would just start singing two tickets to paradise whenever I've gotten two good cards in Texas Hold'em. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. So here's what I want to talk about. Uh-huh. Because we need to. Okay. You know what I'm going to talk about. Um, you know, there's an old saying, Matt, and I believe this one to be very, very true. Um, you got to watch out for people who protest too much because, um, what's the, uh, what's the other old saying? Be sure your sins will find you out. (laughs) So, um, frequent, um, Frequent internet asshole. Frequent internet asshole and receiver uh, from abuse both both on this show and on the tweeters, uh, Devin Faraci. Um, Well, it turns out he's the scumbag. We all probably figured it that he kind of was. Well, I mean, like, look, this this is not the thing that made him the scumbag. No, so many other things. Like I always tell people, I'm scumbag, and this is an this is just the thing that finally. The nail. Uh, that finally people could not say he wasn't a scumbag anymore. True. The one thing you can't really run, it's pretty fucking tough to run away from. Yeah. And uh, so you want to get people to low down or, I mean. I don't know, man. It's just so fucking like, 
like I could go on for hours talking about this fucking prick. <laughs> um, you know, like he's written some good stuff. I'll give him some credit, right? We've talked about him on the show, like some of the shit he's written before. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have, like he like uh, most of the stuff. I, I I disagree with so many things he say, but every now and then he could come up with something that's poignant. Things that I like. I mean. What was the fucking thing that I uh, there was there was some recent movie that you know that you liked and I did not like that he you know w- that he kind of shat on so I'm like hey look we don't disagree on everything but you know we, we I I, I so, first got I first got the kick from him on Twitter like around 2011 I believe it was when yeah. uh, Cindy Lamet died and and he like he took the time instead of going man we lost a great filmmaker who leaves behind a legacy of fantastic films. You know, that's that's the kind of thing you fucking tweet when, you know, a, a big famous filmmaker dies. He took the time to write, uh, I was trying to remember how I can relate something to Sidney Lumet. Uh, it turns out, like, I auditioned for him for uh, Running Scared, like, you know, way back when or whatever. And I'm just like, motherfucker, you made this shit about you. And so I was like, well, fuck this noise. So I tweeted back at him. I thought the only thing that you ran for was uh, the refrigerator. Just basically calling him fat. And you yeah. know, as a fat man, I think I can call another fat man, a, you know, a fat man. So I, I feel comfortable with that. I don't feel that's, you know, right. whatever. It's like, you know, black people can say the N-word. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to. It's like a fat person can all, call another person fat. I feel comfortable in doing that. That's right. Uh, so he immediately, so he responded with blocked of which, you know, I responded right back. And of course, you know, that you can respond back to them because they haven't hit the block yet. So I put mission accomplished, you know, I fucking win some, some such nonsense like that. So, uh, he blocked me for a long time. You had some dust ups with him. Not too, too awful long ago. Yeah. Well, well, that was just because he was, uh, you know, he was talking shit about Buzzfeed. Oh Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, and, and that's fine, but it's like, all I did was like, hey, man, there's actually like really good writing on BuzzFeed. Here's somebody who does some shit. It's film stuff, which I know you like. Yeah. And she's she's fucking better than he. And there's some. Any the, the, now, no one's saying that there's um, not garbage on BuzzFeed because Lord knows there is. But they in yeah, certain but, departments, they have stepped up their gar- game. Yeah. But but also like that, like that claim is like saying like, oh, yeah, like birth movies. Death wasn't just recycling shit that like. Peter Serretta had already fucking broke and and done better. Well, let's be honest, and, and has a better right, I mean, like, audience. I mean, that's what it is. Like, like birth, birth movies, death, and uh, and Chud, right? We're like both, uh, ain't it cool level? Yeah, or or aspired to be. Uh, well, I mean, like, uh, like writing quality wise. Well, right. And here's the thing though. Like, ain't it cool was like the one that was around forever. That was kind of the stalwart, right? Uh, yeah. About 99, 2000. Yeah. So that was kind of like back in the day, that was kind of the big thing. Then Chud did have like, it was kind of like your, it was, it was definitely in the also rants category for sure. And, and you know, slash film really did come and eat everybody's breakfast because they just, well, honestly, they had a better fucking product. It was aesthetically more pleasing, and it was just it was done how a modern website would be. Chud was not that way. Ain't it cool? News was definitely not that way. But they right. made they're like, hey, we're gonna do a modern website for movies and stuff. They got good writers and 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 they had quality stuff coming out, right? So th- yeah. so they did a good fucking job at that. And then you know there were obviously the splinter offs and stuff. Uh, you know, uh, hit fix with Drew McQueenie stuff, which he's now left. Uh, what was the, there's, uh, there's another one or two out there, but you know, 
it, it, it all comes from that stuff. And then Birth Movies Death actually started off as Badass Digest, uh, right. which then had to, you know, which was the most unbadass thing that you could do was pussy out because no one would either A, print your name because it had badass written in it, or B, also would not take you seriously as an actual fucking journalist. So you did the most unbadass thing you can be and change your name to Birth Movies Death, which was a magazine that they had already published out of that with the same name and everything. So it's not like it came out of nowhere, but it was a pussy move to just kind of go like, oh, well, and, we're so and badass. Part of that, not. But part of that also was um, like the transition to being backed by Tim League at Alamo Draft House. Yeah, exactly. That and that was the big thing. That's what that's kind of what gave that, you know, it, it's it's legitimacy. Is that hey, yes. it came from this guy and this will be the uh, this will be the site that kind of champions these, you know, kind of one-off things. The stuff that people's th- that are not really talking about, you know. Right. And it it never really lived up to that. That was the bad part. And and the other thing is that, you know, Devin was also very much a you know, a, a whiny bitch. And, you oh, know. well, you know, like he famously, um, when <laughs> my favorite thing about recent Devin's bullshit, um, was, uh, like earlier in the year when he, when he had that viral story about like toxic fan culture and all that shit. Right. <laughs> um, which like some of that's legit, but also like you are that fucking fan, bro. Yeah, that's that's the part that bothers um, me. And and right, like so, uh, fa- like my favorite thing about that shit is that constantly people would, and and I was one of them because I fucking love raking in some mud. Um, was uh that fucking story from Chud back uh when um oh fuck what movie was it? It was the goddamn uh it was a sequel the fuck anyway he got into it with a with a studio like press screening person mm, and 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 he oh it was fucking fantastic four rise of the silver surfer you know what this fucking story i'm telling i'm talking about um a vaguely so, i think so so on chud his old side he wrote this fucking insane article where he is just going off on how unfair he was treat how unfairly he was treated compared to every other film critic that was there and how he didn't get a personal invite to this press screening that was going on and how that was fucking rude because he was one of the only people that gave the first fantastic four a positive review and he felt like he needed to get there and then he got there and there weren't fucking reserved seats and he's like oh i'm gonna have to sit among the fucking common folk and watch this fucking heaven forbid and Right. And so this whole fucking thing is like, dude, this, you are the guy you're writing about. You're the fucking guy. So, of course, like now, since that article, uh, he's had an increased profile of people noticing that he's been a shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and it's been growing for years. And people people with like I know a fair chunk of people who are within the film journalism community. Everyone knows Farachi's a shit. Yeah. Everyone knows it's common fucking knowledge that like he's a fucking dickhole, right? You know he'd he'd be at the Fantastic Fest like ha- like the, the the one of the neat things that they did was they'd have like kind of like a I don't know I can't remember what the real fucking name of it is but they'd have like a battle where you know you'd have two people who have two opposing ideas about movies uh, and one would argue one thing one would argue another you'd have a regular verbal debate and then after the debate you would have a pugilistic uh, pummeling uh, event so you'd have these yeah. two people go through and put on you know big 
big gloves, big boxing gloves, big uh, you know headgear and all that shit, and duke it out. Yep. And he soundly got his ass kicked minimum three times, I think four times. Uh, but by even like string beans like Jones, Joe Swanberg, who's not like like right. he's a tall guy, but he ain't a big dude, you know. And Farachi's, you know, kind of he's a stocky boy. He ain't tall, but you know, he got a little heft right. on him. Joe Swanberg should be able to knock your fucking ass out. I mean, again, but, uh, he's a string bean. But but, it, but anyway, like so so it finally happened, right? Like uh, with all the shit going on with Donald Trump the past week about grabbing pussy and, and yeah. being able to do what he wants, um, a, a, a Twitter user called him out. Uh, like a friend, an, a former friend of his from mm-hmm. years ago, when he was uh, like voicing his outrage about Trump's rapiness, which is totally fucking there, right? But um, fair enough, al- fair enough allegation to say that you know he's a, he's a douchebag. No, not too many people right. are going to fight you on that. Uh, but basically, this <laughs> this Twitter user uh, just goes at and she's like, "Hey, you remember when you grabbed my pussy and then bragged to my friend, bragged to our friends about it?" Oops. And this is a guy, for those of you that don't know out there, who's like super hard, you know, on feminist movements and shit and very kind of like for, you know, what what I call just the kind of liberal douche tard thing where they just like you you pile after every, you know. Well, the problem comes in, Adam, right? Like Farachi's bent is fine and good, right? Like I have that shit myself. When you take that on, there are a couple of things that you have to make sure of beforehand. Indeed. One is if you have done that shit, you have dealt with it properly before moving into <laughs> that space. fuck everybody doing this shit, right? Like you have to be like, okay, if I groped somebody or I did some other thing that I'm about to start talking shit on, you must have, have I talked to the fucking person that I did that to? And like apologized or talked it out and made it clear that I'm trying to get to a better place or that I am in a better place. Absolutely. And I, if you, right? Like you if have you came to, to the light. for that shit. Yeah. If you came to yes. the light and decided to like, oh my God, I've been a horrible person. Let me try to get my life together. You but make it right as, with the people that you've, you've As wronged. we all know, Farachi does not do that shit. Oh God, no. He, he will never admit that he's his his apology is not an apology, right? Like he he released a statement. He stepped down birth movie's death this week, mm-hmm. and and uh, his statement is it doesn't even have like an apology. His re- his reply tweet was not an apology. His stepping no, down was, like, was not an apology. I'm, I can only believe you. I don't remember it. I'm sorry. I apologize. Blah blah blah. Right? It's like. That's not the apology. To which she's responded, uh, you've retold this story to many people on many an occasion, and I have these people that could back me up on this. So yeah. you remembered it enough. Anyway, it's kind of an epic shitstorm right now. Uh, there's also, uh, like, somebody else ha- has some al- has some uh, allegations uh, that came out against them, like another fucking film critic, and I can't remember who it, who it is currently. Uh, our, our friend uh, Sean McClanahan, I believe, has been talking about some of this on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a, it's a shitstorm. It's going to be kind of weird to watch because uh, that community is not that large. Uh, like of people who are constantly on those press junkets and, and working for uh, online sites. So I got a, I got a feeling the shitstorm is really just getting started. He's done. He's done. He's fucking done. Uh, it's going to be a long time before somebody puts his name on a goddamn marquee. I don't nope. think he's been on Twitter since then, actually. Like, no, no. I, I still think that reply to the to his accuser 
was the last thing that he did on Twitter. Yeah. Kinda, so you know, and here's the thing, man. If if the allegations had zero gravity, you wouldn't not be stop. You would not stop hearing about it. So that that's all it yeah. is. Is if somebody accuses you of something and it is blatantly wrong, you don't stop talking about how it's wrong. Yeah, that's all it is. So you know, your silence says volumes, motherfucking volumes. But at the end of the day. And we're not going to really talk about it unless something like crazy ass also happens. I just figure we got to get this out here because we've had history. We've talked about him on the show before. We've had interactions. He's both blocked us both several times. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, what the fuck ever. But it's funny. And I just, yeah, well, I, fuck I that like, guy. And I, and I, I like think seeing people get come up. a lot of people come from is like, fuck that guy. Yeah. So. There you go, right, kids. Well, uh, there's a big there's giant a, show. There's for a little you. after show. <laughs> so enjoy, and uh, you'll see the Godzilla thing coming up soon. We'll get some more stuff. Uh, thanks for uh, see. You got your you got your long episode in here. There you go. See emailers. You could do it. See, you got a you got a longie in there. We ain't gonna make our fifty minute podcast every week. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> no fucking way. I can't do it. All right. We'll see you guys.